before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we produce this podcast, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. Hello, Todd. Hello, Jamie. Welcome to another episode of your podcast, your podcast and my podcast. What Thanks a great for having night. me. Yeah, it's really great to be here. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, pleasure. Week pleasure. after week. Pleasure. And fighting the good fight. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, that, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be here. Um, great episode coming up. Yeah. With Dave Brown, a.k.a. Bolo, a.k.a. Naan Bread, a.k.a. lots of other things from the Mighty Bush. Yeah. Um, um, it's a really good chat. It's a great yeah. chat. Dave's a legend. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, as well as his role in uh, the Mighty Bush as a performer and a touring member of the live show and stuff, he was also taking photos like the entire time, uh, chronicling the entire sort of uh, <laughs> uh, the journey. I didn't want to yes. say journey, but I've said it. You of the Mighty Bush. Yeah. Um, and he's coming to Australia. Our friend Stevie D is is putting in the, is putting on an exhibition for Dave. Uh, with Dave, showing his photos from the bush um, in yeah. Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, so, the exhibition's called Behind the Bush. Um, what are the dates, Jamie? Uh, August 3 to 6, Sydney, and August yeah. 17 to 20, Melbourne. Yes, and actually, um, we'll be doing a little uh, artist talk with Dave too in Sydney, won't we? We will be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we'll be interviewing, doing the Q&A with... Yeah. Um, with Dave in Sydney. So yeah, yeah, definitely check out that if you're able to. And if you can't get there, um, there's amazing prints. So you can see a lot of the photos online at behindthegallery.com.au. You can just check out stuff and even like purchase a print or something if you like to. So mm. that's another cool thing you can do. Yeah. Um, cool. So also, that's going to be good. Next weekend, or uh, this weekend rather, coming is... Uh, what this podcast's uh, 299th and 300th episode celebration. We're doing a, lo- a double live pod at in Melbourne, Lully Tavern in Melbourne. Um, yeah, massive shout out to Young Henrys um, who are you know who have teamed up with us for this event, and um, we've got Hatchy, Izzy Beach, um, Jenna Owen, and Frank as guests. And so it's going to yeah. be awesome. It's going to be sick. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are hoping to get Mark Sinatra down yes. to sing Catchy Smile and some other songs. So, like, that is literally worth coming for in itself. Yeah. Calling him tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed he can make it because that will be amazing. Yeah. Um, and we've got heaps of other fun stuff planned. Um, and when um, I say that, um, I guess... I don't know what I'm talking about. Can you... A witch's cackle? Are you going to do a witch's cackle? Oh, yeah. Um, Look, I don't... Maybe. I'm going to practice it this week. Okay. At home. Try and shake off the nerves, the cobwebs. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Maybe a witch's Um, cackle from Todd. Yeah. Shout-outs to... uh, There's there's some crew um, flying down from Brisbane. The crew who know who they are. Shout-outs. They're flying down for it. There's actually some other people too flying down. Really? That yeah, they've messaged us. Unreal. On the Discord, I think. Unreal. So yeah, big shout out. So if say hi if you have. In fact, everyone that's there, say hi. And we're doing an after party at Gumbar. 
Yes, that's true. After party, so come. everyone yep. come to that too. Yeah, um, it's going to be a really fun day. So if you're thinking about getting tickets, just get them and yep. come. Yeah, it's next Saturday, two p.m. Lily Tavern, Melbourne. It'd be crazy to miss it, really. Yeah, um, uh, this, this Saturday rather, 29th. Yeah, um, that's it. Uh, quickly, let's just plug as well. This we've got, we've just dropped some new merch, um, restocked, yeah. and a and a brand new hoodie that Todd designed. That's just fucking sick. Check it out at tnsw.co forward slash merch. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. It'll sell out quickly, so. Yes, it actually will. Yeah. Um, and let's welcome a few people to the Patreon. All right, let's do it. Welcome to the Patreon, Leandro Feller. Leandro Feller. Well, listen here, Feller. It's not going to be easy, kid. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Patreon, Ivana. Ah, uh, Ivana. Ivana Humperlot. <laughs> I knew <laughs> That was um, the worst uh, one I've ever done. Yeah, it's up there. But I've, there's I've the worst. A lot, huh? Yeah, the worst also is the best. Um, yeah, it's so cringe. I wanna... We we found out recently that we missed um, a good some uh, a good friend of ours that signed up to the Patreon. So apologies. Um, so welcome to the Patreon, Hatchy. Hatchy smile, <laughs> you've got that hatchy smile. Shout out to Joe, that was Joe's joke. No, oh, the really? Other day. Yeah. Nice. Well done, Joe. Yeah, well done. Um, sick. Good on ya. And that's it? Oh, that's it, yeah. Oh, yeah slow yeah, week it. on the Patreon, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe people hate slow us. Slow week. Maybe but people actually hate this podcast and they haven't told us. Well, do people even know what the Patreon is? Some people might not. You get we do bonus episodes every week, and so like you just gotta pay for them. But it's not much. So five bucks brackets yeah. USD a month. <laughs> yeah, but um, you get bonus episodes every week. Every week, it's fucking sick. That's a good value. So think about it. For five dollars USD a month, you're gonna get eight episodes of the podcast. Yeah, it's a lot. and it helps if you're like if you've got a bit of a philanthropist heart. It helps us keep the pod going, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Because the pod doesn't record itself. That's, that's true. And if you really have a philanthropist heart, you, there is a $20 tier USD. So you can get on that too. <laughs> All um, right. Good on you, everyone. Let, let, we'll start the episode in one sec. Just want to give a shout oh. out to Young Henry's and their delicious ginger beers. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. We've been loving having the Young Henry's beers while making the pods. Yeah. Um, um, good on you, Young Henry's. They're really cool and supportive and make delicious stuff. So yes. Yeah. The um the the ginger beer truly is like one of the best ginger beers I've tasted, I reckon. Well what what was funny is, um, and this isn't even an ad by the way, this is us just going on about how much we love it. Um we um Bron Big Wet was on the pod and had one of those ginger beers live on pod mm. and was just loving it. And yeah. then we saw her up in Byron Bay this week and she's still going on about it. That's so funny. It's just so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so shout outs, Young Henrys. Shout outs, Big Wet. Shout outs, Big Wet. And shout outs to you who are listening. Let's fucking roll the intro music. Catchy smile. You got that catchy smile. Stop a while. Come back with that catchy smile Come back baby, we'll fly away 
come back, we'll just fly away together, baby. But don't tell your nonna. What are you eating? Um, a digestive cookie. Ah, uh, I thought it was going to be like some specific Australian. I'm I'm so excited. I'm coming down next week, and I can't wait to get into my cherry ripes and my oh and my violet, violet crumbles. And yeah, you can't get them anywhere. Oh wow, That's a good violet, chocolate. Violet crumble is a great chocolate. You prefer that to the crunch? Have you had the crunchy? Yeah, I don't like the crunchy. I, I, I like the finer honeycomb. Oh oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like it's almost like um polished concrete. You know, like you know, <laughs> like walking barefoot on polished yeah. concrete. Yeah, like a pumice I mean, stone or pump whatever. Like a pumice, yeah. Like what yeah. you what you can actually shower with a violet crumble. You can yeah. you get exfoliate your ball bag in the shower oh, and then yeah. eat it. How are you guys? Yeah, good mate. Doing pretty yeah. well. Um yeah, doing pretty well. Thanks for having me. I'm really uh I'm really honored. Look, it's an absolute pleasure, dude. We're t- total honor for us as well. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. I um You'll have to forgive me. I did. I didn't sleep at all last night, and I've got up this morning and had like three flat whites. So I'm on six shots of coffee. So if I'm going a bit, you have to tell me to just calm down and take a breath. Why didn't you sleep well last night? Just one of those nights, man. You know, still yeah. looking at the ceiling at four a.m. Going, why, why? Boy. Yeah, it, mm. a bit of um, existential dread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot going on. I'm just, you know, there's a lot going on. Yeah, not going on. I mean, I'm flying to, I'm flying down to see you, not you personally. Well, I will hopefully yeah. see you, maybe. But <laughs> um, I'm coming to Oz on Thursday, so I'm in that kind of pre-trip pain. Yeah, yeah. Of trying to organise yeah. everything. Well, you got to get your neck pillow sorted. Um, shit. Do you do you do the shit. neck pillow? Because whenever I've gone neck pillow, I always then go, "Why am I carrying this fucking neck pillow around?" Sorry, oh, yeah. swear, you're swearing okay. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just be yourself. It's fine. Um, Potty mouth. I potty mouth. Don't, I've done 90% of flights without a neck pillow. Yeah. Um, but did get one recently. So they are a there little bit, they're, they're like, they're, they're quite um, like comfortable and useful, obviously, but they're also like a fart sponge. Mm. You're just carrying around a plane's worth of farts around your neck. Oh, it's, becomes, it's good on the flight, but then. You're just carrying it around the rest of the time. And, you know, I don't know what your airport, like it becomes something like when you travel light, you go, why do I bother carrying anything? The dream is to just walk through an airport, just yourself with what's in your pockets, passport, wallet, phone, living the dream. Just breeze through. Yeah. But I'm coming down there. I'm coming down there for six weeks with a family. So you can imagine the packing that that fucking. Oh, yeah. True. You're not breathing through the airport with a family, that's for sure. Um, so you get here next week. That's exciting. Yeah, this Saturday. The um, the exhibition opens up on the third, right? On the f- is that the? Is it the second or the third? I think it might be the second. I think there's open there's to the opening. public on the third, guys. Open to the Why public on the third. Yeah, yeah. And the, the what we're t- talking about turning up to is the exhibition behind the bush by Dave. Yes. Featuring many. Uh, Many photographs from. Have you seen? Have you seen any? I've seen a few of the preview ones, but Steve hasn't sent through like a selection or like the bulk of them. I'm not interested in my exhibition. I want to talk to you two. <laughs> <laughs> when Steve, so Steve's the guy who runs behind the gallery, right? So he got in touch with me. It's probably about a year ago, and said, "Would you be up for it?" And I was immediately like, "Does anyone still know what the bush is?" But obviously, the Australians, bless them. I think it's still showing down there, right? I always kind of like to 
underestimate how popular it still is. But, yeah, um, we've got it on our streaming oh. service. Um, it's called Stan. I don't know if you have that yeah, that's in the UK. It, yeah, you got, have yeah. You got, yeah, Stan's an Australian streamer. It's still streaming on the BBC kind of version of, really? of that. Yeah. So, yeah. It was so huge down here and still is. It's just like, yeah. I, don't, I think it's just, if it's, especially if you have been a fan, it just never leaves you. Yeah, that's yeah, very that's true. true. It's very sweet. We had some great, we had some amazing times in, in Oz. It's one of the, one of the biggest, all of our regrets is that we never brought the big live show down. I mean, you know, never say never, but yeah, uh, that 2008 show would have just blown off down there. We'd have loved to have brought it down, but I think it was such a massive production that it was just, um, I think logistically a nightmare. I mean, it was talk, yeah. but it never happened. But You did yeah. bring... There was a show that did come down here, but you're saying that wasn't like the main huge thing. I don't what know if you've seen any. So we did Arctic, uh, Nolan Julian did Arctic Bush in the early 2000s. And then uh, I was in the Auto Bush show, which was their third Edinburgh Fringe show. And then that mm-hmm. came down to do the Melbourne Festival. So there was two Melbourne festivals with the Bush did, Arctic Bush and Auto Bush. But that was like yep. pre any of the TV and radio stuff. So that was like, oh, okay. So then we did the radio show after, shortly after that, and then got commissioned to do TV shows. And then we came down a few times just as, I mean, I'm down there all the time. I, I'm married to an Australian and my brother lives in Australia. So we, I come a lot, but I've been down since pre COVID. But, um, yeah, we've just had some great times in that that second the the Melbourne Festival in two thousand and one, I think it was, was just amazing, amazing times. Hi Fi Bar, we played at the Hi Fi yeah. Bar. Is it still there? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's called Max it's, Watts now. But yeah. It's called what? Max Watts. It's Max changed Watts. names, but it's, yeah, it's definitely there. But yeah, sorry. Then that 2000, we did the 2008 tour, which was like a huge tour. We did like, it was like an arena tour. We did like Brixton Academy and Wembley Arena and O2 Arena. And it was like a big thing that there's, they're on live DVDs. You can buy the DVDs, but yeah, that was like a big, you know, two hour banger. Um, but we didn't, we didn't bring that down to us. What do you, what do you remember from those, um, those early, uh, concerts, like the fringe shows and stuff? Like what, what, what do you remember from that time? You said Ed- it was Edinburgh. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys, I mean, are aware of how that all works is like yeah, August is like Edinburgh fringe and it's like a place that all comedians kind of go. It's like the first kind of place you kind of start doing big live runs, I guess. Um, so you take a show up there. Um, and try it out and see how it goes. And, you know, some, everyone's there. You basically got every single, it's like a big creative. Um, if you've, have you ever been? Have either of you ever been? Well, we've been to Edinburgh, but not to Edinburgh Fringe. And, um, definitely like, uh, heard about it through like, you know, comedian friends and, and it's a pretty, I guess, world famous event anyway. But, um, yeah, I, I can imagine, I mean, Edinburgh is such a beautiful city. And um, it's got so much character and I can imagine it really fucking turns up um, during the fringe. Like, were you guys, how old were you when you were doing that? Um, we were probably in our late 20s, early 30s. So we were quite old. My Noel had been doing it. So Noel first went and did, so I just to reverse up a bit, I met Noel at art, art school and then he always was just wanting to be a stand-up comedian. So mm. he... Um, so back in the day, we used to be complete comedy train spotters, basically. And we met Julian at a comedy club 
he was already a bit older than us and he was doing the comedy circuit. We met him at a comedy club at university and he gave Noel some advice. Noel went and did that and kind of pursued that, did a thing called the Daily Telegraph Open Mic Award, which is, I don't know if you guys have got anything similar down there where it's like one of the big newspapers does a big kind of comedy talent thing. Oh, Um, And that culminated in, if you got through to the final, you kind of did a big show at Edinburgh or as part of the final thing. So Julian had done that previously, won it and was touring. Um, Noel then got through to the kind of final, didn't win it, but did well in it, and then got signed to the same management company that Julian was already signed to. So then they started doing separate stand-up gigs on what's called the Comedy Network, which is where you tour the UK doing like comedy clubs and student union bars and stuff. It's just a a very hellish thing to cut your teeth doing. And they kind Mm. of liked each other's material and then started writing together. And then that's how the boot started. So... Noel, like we used to go to the fringe to to watch comedy and then to see Noel doing stuff in his early days because he just used to kind of help him out and just kind of tag him. But um, yeah, then it's like every year you're doing something, and then they did Auto Bush, which was the fir- uh, sorry, the Mighty Bush was the first live show, and I think the late nineties, and they got Perry a newcomer, which is like the big award, and then they did Arctic Bush, which is the first time they came to Oz to the Melbourne Festival. Um, yeah. And then did Auto Bush, which was the third one. And then basically, once you kind of get recognition, you don't really need to go to Edinburgh anymore because it's a long slog and you don't really make any money. <laughs> Most people come yeah, away gotcha. from that in complete, complete debt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's the show. It's where you kind of, it's where you kind of get, you know, exposed to the, to the world. Yeah. And were you like getting out and amongst it, like just talking specifically about like that, you know, Edinburgh, Edinburgh fringe days and stuff, were you guys like staying? in hotels together and shit like that? Was it, was it still feeling quite like a, I imagine like a band on tour almost, you know, when you go on tour. Oh doing- yeah. We, we lived in a house. You got put up in a house. So we lived with other comedians. So when, when I was there doing auto bush, we lived with Lee Mack. Do you know Lee Mack? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's fantastic. He's hilarious, man. He's yeah. amazing. He's one of the fun naturally. So he's not different yeah. on stage. He's that funny all the time. Right. So you have this <laughs> yeah. kind of amazing mental kind of, you do, you know, you do a show a night, you basically stay up all night, you sleep all day, you get up to do that show again. And then it's just like, like tour, you know. Um, mm. And then we you were doing last. playing pool and shit after the shows? Uh, lots. Of, you'd go and see other comics, you'd go and hang out in bars. There's always late night kind of, um, there's one place that's, uh, yeah, like loads of places that late night kind of stand up improv yeah. walk on stuff you could do stuff you get invited onto other shows you see great like loads of other great music and comic and comedy and you know street stuff and yeah it's a good it's a good vibe it's very i mean it's very different now i went up there probably about five or well probably no probably about eight eight years ago was the last time i was there and it's completely different it's just mad the size of it it's much bigger now um yeah it's just it's just huge thousands of shows you, yeah, you, okay, you don't well. know how anyone's gonna yeah but it's it's good it's a good time i mean um it was hard at times but i mean we were all you you kind of feel you see people really struggling you know you see people who have they're putting their life's material to put a show on and no one's going to see it because no one knows who they are and then they get a couple mm. of reviews and the reviews are awful and you're paying loads of money to hire the venue <laughs> and for the price just like oh. it can it can really break people and you see those people yeah. just like halfway through august just like walking around like husks um but then yeah. you get other people that smash it you know and sell out from day one and um 
And was that you guys at the time? Were you, were you guys quite hyped? Like Noel and Julian had already like made, it was easy for me because I was like riding their popularity. Um, we sold out from day one. Yeah, it was a bit hype because I think they got nominated for Perrier Award, which is the big award. Uh, and then they got Newcomer. And then I think the next year they got nominated for the main award and didn't win it. And then like all the all the kind of hype was, oh, this year they'll win it. And we didn't even get nominated, and I put that down to my own contribution. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <But> no, it, <laughs> was, <Hang on. laughs> it was. Wait, we'll probably t- we'll touch on this more, but just so people listening know, your contribution was you played like obviously played bolo. Was that what you were doing back in those early days, or was it different back then? So I think what it came down to when they came down to Australia, I was living in I lived in Australia for about a year and a half. I worked in Australia, that's where I met my partner, um, yeah. and I but I'd already been doing. Uh, so when when we left university, moved back to London, I was living with Noel and another guy called Nigel Cohen, who's he does all the animation in the bush. I don't know all the kind of he's an animator, right, yeah. he's an amazing director, oh, animator. Wow. So the three of us lived together like besties, and we lived together again in in Hackney. We moved to Hackney in London after uni, and Noel and Julian started doing like a Monday night um, kind of improv night above a pub in North London. It's a theatre called the hen and chickens and you'd do like an hour of improv stuff and then you'd do like an hour of trying to form a new show for edinburgh that was always the thing you'd build this show wow. you'd have an idea you'd write you'd trash it out you'd um and so they'd done that for a couple of years they'd done the edinburgh's and then they came down to australia with arctic bush and i met up with them in sydney and i did some bits with them in the show there um just dicking about, you know, sticking a costume on and trying something out. And so like, why don't tonight, why don't you dress up as a rabbit and chase me around? You know, that's the sort of shit we used to do. (laughs) And then they came back to write the third one and they thought, I think they got to the point where they just like, it'd be really handy to have another person in the show that, so we could do costume changes and there could be someone out front and different characters that they could play off. So they asked me, I came back from Australia and I was just like wandering around, like not knowing what to do with my life. And um, they said, "Do you want to? Do you want to get on board?" So yeah, that's where that started. So I was playing any. I was playing anything back then. I mean, I played the yeah. moon. I was like, I had a like a. I was the first moon. I used to play the joke oh, where iconic. Um, but then that was always Noel after that. But I was the very yeah. first. That very first joke was Howard made this big talk about. They asked, you know, Vince asked Howard why his surname was Moon, and he said, mm. uh, "You know, the story is that like one night." When I was, my mum was, um, went and walked up onto the top of a hill under a full moon and she fell asleep. Um, and when she woke up, she was pregnant. And then Vince says, <laughs> well, the moon had your mama. And, uh, and that's just a little throwaway line. And then later on, Howard's driving his car and he's like doing a little chat and he says, ah, oh, look at the moon, the full moon. And then I came out as the moon and went, I've had your mama. That was like, that was just a one. <laughs> Throwaway joke. <laughs> right. like, it's, it's the ridiculous kind of paper mache moon, beautiful moon with my face in the middle of it. You know, that that's yeah. the sort of thing that was like, Nolan and Julian would write jokes. It doesn't matter how expensive or high maintenance the visual was, as long as it got a laugh, it, it didn't matter. Mm. Um, but then I played, like, yeah, loads of other different characters. Like, um, we used to have a sword fight, which, and a lot of that stuff, because that show was the birth of the Hitcher. I don't know if you've seen that Hitcher episode yeah. but that a lot of that material came Seen from that live show yeah yeah um so yeah i just used to play anything that 
you know, we, there was a giant parka in that, that live show. It was like a parka, like a huge parka. We had this prop where I'd be in it. It was like a snorkel parka. And I used to go down and like put it over Noel and he'd come up and he'd have a different hat on, you know, that sort of, it just, you know. so yeah, any of that shit I'd just do basically anything that was physical. I used to do like the dance routines. I used to break dance back then as well. So there was a lot of like kind of dancing shit and um, physical stuff. And so, yeah, that was, that was my involvement. And then as the show went on, they'd basically, cause I saw you posted a shot of Bolo from the episode with Vince on your feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that did. isn't, yeah, that isn't me. That isn't me. That's not me. Oh. That's so, so that first episode <laughs> of Bolo, that's like an Classic. animatron, animatronic gorilla, which was the guy, what? did you ever see, did you ever see Greystoke, the film Greystoke? Uh. There was a guy who like, there's this like professional, like monkey man <laughs> who's in that animatronic, um, suit but that suit was something like 15 grand for a week or something to hire <laughs> <laughs> and uh they because it was all servos like the um the, the face would like if you talked it would when you're in the room it would be like <laughs> and oh, it, yeah. you, it was a nightmare ad as you know you filmed stuff so any yeah. vote any like it was just and also really expensive so they were like we really like this idea of a gorilla a talking gorilla that lives in the zoo and blah 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 but we can't afford that so we'll just dave we'll get a costume <laughs> made do you feel like doing it and i was like yeah sure no worries and um so they then we did loads of tests with prosthetics and the the the, the classic story is like i went into makeup they had had this kind of nose and forehead thing made and they were like oh let's see let's do a test so I went into makeup and there's Nolan Julian and the director, Paul King. Do you know Paul King? He's now, he just, uh, massively yeah. to Paddington and, uh, he's just done Wonka. Oh, um, wow. He, uh, he, he, them three were sat there and I was in makeup and the makeup woman got, you know, they put all the prosthetics on and she went, you know, the, um, right at the last minute, she went, you know, the monkeys don't have eyebrows. And she just went and shaved my eyebrows off. Oh my God. And I went, and I kind of was thinking, is that really necessary? And then I walked out and they, I said a couple of lines and they all went, yeah, no, it's not going to work. We're going to need a mask. And so I went back in and sat down and she took all the makeup off and I went, I've got no fucking eyebrows. I'm not sure that was a clincher or whether she was going to work. Or not. And Noel's joke was always like, Dave was furious, but nobody could tell. <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, so then it was a mask. I've got it here. Look, so then it turned into this. Oh, the bottom. Oh, Let me get a shot of that. Is... Hang on one sec. Let me get a shot. Ooh, hang on. Yeah, I'll take a screenshot. Nice. Wow. So Star this struck. thing, so that, like the inside of that is a negative of my face. I had to have my my head cast. Oh, wow. And then, oh. and this, the guy who made this is a fucking genius. It's like beautiful, like all the hairs that are sewed into this stuff. Yeah. Oh. So that sits on my head, like, like a, and then these are fans to stop me fucking dying. <laughs> and then this, this was the chin strap that went on there. And as I was speaking, it would, it would move, oh, it would like move a, up and down. Like a ventriloquist you got a chin strap. Yeah. Oh, strap. I was wondering how it moved. It's just yeah. Cause that it snapped through. It was really, and then, so then you, then I'd AD it. I, I'd do the voice and then I'd do it all in, but it meant they didn't get in the way of anyone else's things. Yeah. But yeah. And Watch I played, you. you know, it was a case of Dave, we need this. Can you do it in any different 
No, I used to joke that anything with a mask that required my face to be covered, they'd get Dave to do it. Non-bread? You were non-bread? <laughs> non-bread. One of my favourite characters. <laughs> so yeah. good. They, they were the no. They were the not used. I don't know if you like Rich Fulcher. Who's another one of the funniest men alive. Oh man, Rich Fulcher, yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, who is exactly like that in real life as well. It doesn't change at all. Wow. He used to. Is that he used right? to do. Oh, he's he's fucking brilliant. I've got I've got a Melbourne story about him in a minute. I'll tell you. Mm. But he right. he used to do this thing where it was at any point, no matter what character he played, he would at one point tell a story or tell something or a secret, and he'd go gather round. That was like, right. come closer or gather around. And yeah. then Nolan, Howard and Vince would come in, but then a, an inanimate object from that environment would come in too. And he'd say, not you. Yeah. And like, so yeah. we, the first one was fire. Like they were around a fire when he was playing, uh, uh, when he was playing Charlie in the, in the Mod Wolves episode, Jungle episode of the yeah. first series. And he says, uh, gather around. And then I just, I was <laughs> really bad fire costume. I'd come up and go, and then go, not you, fire! And yeah. I'd go, look all disappointed and go down. And that was the naan bread was in old Greg. They were having a curry yeah. in the pub. And he said, yeah. have you heard about Black Lake? Come, come, gather round. And then I'd yeah. come up off the plate and he goes, not you, naan bread! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Again, the, Black Frost, the Black Frost character was sick as well. Yeah, I like that. That was me embracing That's... my... Um, Keith from Prodigy. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, 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 that was brilliant. With a with a kind of cameo cameo codpiece. Yes, <laughs> which is also great. Did Did you have any inkling that you were like, because you were when you were at art school? You mentioned you were living with Noel. Were you studying yeah. design or photography, or I was or, doing design and photography. I was on a design and photography course. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Okay. And, and what was Noel studying at the time? We did. It was like a kind of creative. Like, so he came from fine art. He was at Croydon Art College where he'd done like loads of like painting fine art stuff and then that college was like a kind of you try you have like you have like a course down there's like a foundation course where you kind of do everything see what you want to do but he was basically on a right he was at that time he was kind of writing he was basically you know art we were there was like a kind of part of the course was like an advertising thing so you had like a copywriting kind of art direction side of it so he was okay he was doing that but i think with no it was always like he was going to get a degree under his belt in one way shape or form but from day one, it was comedy. So when oh, we were yeah. in the early days, we did this whole Ryan thing where I was his art director. We used to we used to write ads like ridiculous ads and fail every single thing because we do just stupid shit that no one got. We had this American mm. advertising guru that used to mark out. We had to do a radio campaign, and we would like it was just nuts stuff, you know. Which now I still read it and think it's funny. But at the time, she was like, "I don't understand what you're saying here." <laughs> Right. what do you mean you know like we were doing like we had to sell this coal called home fire which was like a a coal that burnt longer and hotter and they were like right you've got a you you got a you got three ads three ad 30 second ads to get the idea over that it so we're like right we'll have a dick turpin um you know like just doing stupid like kind of scripts yeah yeah sherlock holmes and all this kind of thing yeah and um but yeah, he, I soon thought, yeah, this isn't for me. I'm going to be a photographer. Designer. <laughs> but yeah, but we for didn't, sure. you know, he, but, but he was just comedy, 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 comedy. We were like, all we do is just, uh, you know, like completely train spot Blackadder and Python and um, go and see any comedy that came through. We had a pretty good comedy club near us. So, and he was yeah, just, I'm going to be a stand up, I'm going to be a stand up comedian. He was obsessed with Eddie Izzard in those early days. And, yeah. What about, um, did you guys used to go like see bands and that kind of stuff? Like, you know, yeah. in the, like they 
definitely the guys definitely like cover music a lot in the bush as well, whether it's through like the band they have, like the joke band they have, or like cameos and that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, there's so I'm many assuming. original yeah. songs and shit. It's like yeah, it's so the many bass, songs the music, too. The music and crossover is is music is really was huge. Massive. And I think yeah. it came to like our um our tour manager who's actually from Melbourne, Sean Richards, who they call Mr. Melbourne. He he uh <laughs> he said that the bush was like the number one tour bus DVD box sets like back in the day because because of those musical. Like we're all, we're absolute all muso heads. I mean, Noel and Julia met over a, I think, proper bonding conversation about Frank Zappa. Um, and we, when we were doing the third show, we used to play Help I'm a Rock just before we went on stage. You know, that track off of Mother's um, Invention. Oh, yeah. Um, help, I'm a rock, you know, that kind of. And, and then weirdly, later on, we ended up, um, I got an email from Diva Zappa, who's Frank's daughter, saying we're massive Bush fans and we're coming to London. Can we meet up? And we were like, "Oh!" So Diva and and um, Gail, her mum, who bless her heart, isn't around anymore, but she they came over to London and me and Noel and Julian went to meet them. And we said we'll meet you in this cafe in Soho. And we met up with them and it was all amazing. And we went upstairs. They, they didn't have any seats downstairs. So we went upstairs and I went, oh, there's a booth over there. We sat in this booth and there was a painting of Frank, Frank Zappa in the booth. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we went, what the fuck? And Gal went, oh, that happens all the time. Frank's always with me. And we were like, oh, oh. really weird. There's no way they could have known that. It was no kind of, it was just bizarre. She um, said, crazy. oh, we knew, we said, oh, you used to play Zappa before, um, before we went on stage, um, and Noel and Julian actually met over a conversation. She's like, yeah, I know. Frank's told me. Oh. And we were like, oh, okay. So, yeah, she said that he'd been haunting Noel for a while. And then they reissued, <laughs> looking on my bookshelf to see if I can see it. They reissued, um, they reissued a, oh, shit, where is it? I'll find it in a minute and get it. But they, they reissued a, a, a Zapper album. Um and uh, they put, we were all in the posthumous like credits, like name checked. It was just insane. Oh and we God, went, dude. we went to LA and we went to their house and we got to go in the studio and Julian was playing his guitar. Yeah, yeah mental. Wow. So yeah, music was massive, massive part. Julian yeah. was, Julian is an incredible guitar player, like, wow. like different level good. And he, yeah. he used to be in a funk band called Groove Groove Solution. <laughs> <laughs> they, was, they were solving the groove. Shout um, out. Boy, and someone's got to do it. Solution. Yeah. <laughs> and like Noel was massive. Noel's mum and dad were like, they're so cool. Like the coolest mum and dad and the loveliest mum and dad, Ray and Di. And they had Noel when he was really young and he would basically brought up listening to, you know, Pink Floyd and... Uh, Bonzo do dog dog band and like just yeah, massive, he's a real rock and roll baby, isn't he? Uh, just like yeah, Stones obsessed with Jagger. Um, so he grew up listening to a very you know very different kind of upbringing of music to me, which was more like Mark Sinatra vibes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I nice. grew up listening to Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra and uh, like yeah. Um, so yeah, he grew up as a total rock. So music yeah. was like we're all we were like massively into when we were at uni. It was it was all we were in the grunge, fully deep into the grunge. Yeah, nice Nirvana and Pearl Jam and you know what, Mud what Honey. Did you guys and, can, what, what did you guys connect over to, to begin with? Like, how do you recall sort of becoming mates at art school? Sat next to him on the first day. We're just like, uh, and he looked a bit like kind of 
cross between wow. Evan, da- Evan Dando and uh, um, Bruce Forsyth. Do you know Bruce Forsyth? He's <laughs> like an <laughs> English comedian, but he had really long hair. It was like proper Evan Dando. And um, we just bonded over a chat about music, I think. Yeah, just like, I remember he had all these, he had like a, you know, those fishing tackle bo- boxes you put all your art kit in. Yeah. He had like caricatures drawn on them of like, just famous people, but like weirdly wonky with like funny names and stuff. So I think that was the in. I was like, what the fuck? That's amazing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then, so then we ended up moving in together in second year because the first year when you don't know anyone, you just go in there, like you just live with anyone. And then once you find out yeah. your mates, you, so yeah, that was like, that was just insane. That was the best time of my life, I think. And Nige, who <clears throat> the animator, you know, I think, you know, uni is whatever you want it to be. But I kind of say it to my kids, I say it to other young people, it's like you don't necessarily go to uni to to only learn and get the qualifications. You go to meet the people that you'll have a bond with for the rest of your life, you know. Yeah. Like most great bands, you know, bands, how many bands meet at uni, you know, how many? Yeah. yeah it's been very special. He's like a brother. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really lovely. And so what an exciting time to go through, like, you know, you've had all this, this, this success with this kind of touring show and then the radio show comes along and then all of a sudden there's a chance to make a TV show. Had you uh, anticipated at that point, I mean, let's say prior to the live shows, had you anticipated performing in any capacity before? Was it something you were interested in? No, but I kind of, um, no, I'd seen him doing it. I used to, it's one of those things, I used to get so nervous for him before like we because we'd go on really early gigs me and Nigel would go right Noel's got 10 minutes spot at this comedy club in the arse end of nowhere you'd get on a train and you'd fucking, you know you'd go turn up at this pub and they've got like a pallet on the floor with a hand-painted piece of shit in the corner that says comedy night and you're in there yeah. and there's like five fucking locals at the bar not even looking and you're like hey where you from you know like, awful yeah. kind of soul-destroying and then someone would turn around and shout at you or throw something at you, like really grim, grim, grim times. I've got such a respect for comedians because of that. There's something so insanely horrendous about that. Because it's not mm. it's not even like a band, because we've done that in various bands over the years, where you turn up, you can put your head down, you can just go for your material and get the fuck out of there. You're after having to kind of go interact tell your you know you're telling a joke you're trying to get the timing right you're trying to get the and it's so soul destroying so you just get so nervous going to see him more nervous than he did because some of these <laughs> things especially when you've got like big there's a big audience and he's opening and there's a you know it's horrendous but i i kind of thought no, there's no fucking way i'm ever doing that but mm. um performing like music or stuff i was like yeah i would absolutely love to and i can't actually remember the first time we started doing stuff probably at that hen and chickens, but it was only like 60, 70 people, I think max in that theater. Mm. Did you find you were getting quite a rush from getting on the stage and fucking loved it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Massive. I mean, that's one thing I miss more than anything, especially those, that 2008 tour and some of the shit we ended up doing in at the Roxy and in the Bowery ballroom in New York and just getting that insane feedback, like playing at Brixton, I think is the nervous I've ever been because I'd seen so many of my heroes play at Brixton Academy. So like, I think it's now called yeah. the Carling Brook Academy. But I'd seen everyone there, you know, like Beck and Blur and, uh, geez, the Charlatans and like everyone. I Every band that came to London was like, got to go to Brixton, favourite venue. And then suddenly you're standing on stage looking out to where you stood and you're like, shit, yeah. so nerve-wracking. Yeah. But also awesome. And then you get complete. I mean, I think we, 
we had something stupid like we hold or we hold the joint world record for um sell out consecutive shell out sell out shows at Brixton Academy like with oh. and I think it's us the clash Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> something stupid like oh that. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. so, I don't know. I have to look it up. I mean, not look it up. But yeah, just nuts. I mean, it's different because we, we they are stand up, so the capacity is much bigger. Like in terms of stand up, in the in the we we had, we were comedy, so it was a sit down audience. So there's less yeah less people, but still, the fact that you can say that's pretty awesome. And then, so let's like f- fast forward to when the TV show gets mounted and like you you are a part of that and you're like playing multiple characters um what was what was that time like for you guys were you hanging out a lot socially as mates after you know like during after work i think the one thing that made it really special was it was like a big family we didn't it's not like Nolan and Julian were getting actors in or different people a few of those but most mm. of the people that were involved in the show were all mates right so mm. um like the animation was done by Nige, who was our mate, and I did a lot of the graphics for stuff. We needed posters for stuff, or we had prop people and stuff working it. But the costumes were mainly designed by Noel and then brought to life through the proper costume people. But in those early days, there's one thing I love about you guys with the gaffer tape made me really laugh because gaffer tape was like such a fucking huge part of our life. Was <laughs> we yeah. used to, people would like in those early days of the um TV stuff, the costume designer would go, Oh, we saw this and we've done this. And you're like, it's too new. Like, I remember the Mod Wolf costumes, they were so beautiful. But they yeah. were like too too beautiful. So like Noel would then take that mask and then burn it and put gaffer tape over it and <laughs> fuck it up. It was like it had to be bushy. It couldn't be too polished or, and that was part mm. of the charm, but like any, any extras in the show, any musicians, we had loads of mates in bands that would play. Um, yeah, it, you know, it was, it was really kind of a good family vibe. So we were all hanging out and we were all just fucking about with each other. Um, yeah. which made it really special. I think you would have been loving it. Yeah. Yeah. But there was nothing really, no one's really doing it. I, no one's doing anything like that. I think, um, no, oh, hand, no uh, way. And also, like, Noel and Julian would almost write a film script for every episode, you know? Like, I watched, because um, I was, I thought, right, I'm going to get back up on, because my kids are really into it now. They love it. And, uh, and I think that's something that's happened is a lot of the first wave of people have now had children and then they're showing it to their oh, kids yeah. because yeah. it is, like, that magical. I mean, obviously, the third series gets a little bit dark in places, but um, it's got that real colour kind of and especially the animation and the madness and talking animals and silliness yeah I mean that's what I really fell in love with as a fan of the bush I think it was like it made me feel well for starters and this is just one aspect of it but nostalgic for kids shows that made use of like um, special effects yeah um, you know and costumes and like smoke machines and fucking lighting and all like all that fun stuff that makes it feel kind of live. But I think another thing that I really loved about it was the um, endless, like the endless surprises, which is what I Mm. guess made it like, you know, I remember it being quite like considered like it kind of, was quite a stoner show as well. Like stoners loved oh, absolutely. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so one thing we, one, the difference when we um, went to America, cause we, when we released the DVD in America, we were just going over there to do, they went, come over and do a promo talks. So we're releasing the DVD. And we were like, does anyone watch it in America? And they're like, yeah, yeah. They put it on, they put it on at midnight after 
uh nickel it was on chat kids tv channel that at midnight they changed it to i think it's called adult swim and they put a load of uk comedy yeah. on and so we had like a midnight oh, yeah. slot so the difference between when it was here which was like it would be on uh i think it was like 10 uh not half nine ten o'clock on a uh, so when we went to america everyone was turning up they were a lot older and they were all fucking steiners and it was brilliant <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah adult mad. swim rules i mean that's a great um that's that's a, the, the perfect platform yeah i, I, I would have said for the so you, right? like in, in it, you know yeah i didn't we didn't know any of it back then no, i think yeah well so, not not really i guess through tim and eric you know oh yeah 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 i watched i watched journey to the center of the punks so i thought i'm gonna watch it because i thought you guys might reference that because one thing I love listening to you is your band name thing. We used to do that all the time and still do. But the the punk band that we called ended up calling them Terminal Margaret, which is still to this day one of my favourite <laughs> punk band names. Fuck, that's but there was, how much you there was a, how much you selling it for? <laughs> oh mate, it's not mine. I think Noel will have to give you Noel and Julian have to yeah. give you a, a price on that. I reckon just go for it. No one to say anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, we uh, there was a list of about fifty and like you know. I'd love to get that list. It's probably somewhere. I, I, I'm the boosh kind of, I kind of, I kept everything. Yeah. Awesome. Like I've got so many props like that's, can you see that? It's Philip the Christ, yeah. the hitches. Oh. Like that's Bolo's, Bolo wore that and it's always three o'clock. Do you have some um, scripts and things like that, like lying around? Loads, loads. Signed stuff. I mean, did you, have you guys got the book? The no, Mighty no. Book of Boosh? I'll have to bring should yeah i should try and get hold of one i'll send you something or um because that has got a lot of that stuff in it because i compiled all of that it's got all my photography in it and but it's yeah, got a load, so of, load of stuff so let's so at which point did so were you just always carrying a camera like did you take it to set yeah every time you were there yeah and were you there on days that you weren't um acting yeah but there were also days i missed because i i was like in those early days i was working in design studios i mean I, in, when i was in the late 90s when i first went to australia i got a job in sydney um mm. but i went to do the usual travel for a year and then when i ran out of money i'd get a job in sydney well, i started in yeah. tasmania i did a load of travel in tasmania i absolutely loved tasmania and in back in the 90s no one was in tasmania <laughs> and so yeah. i was like tasmania is amazing and every every australian you meet was like why do you want to go to fucking tevi <laughs> like, yeah. it's amazing um, and then I went up and worked in the Barrier Reef. I uh, did all my dive um, certs up there and then travelled down the coast Ooh. and worked in Sydney. Um, why did we start this conversation? Uh, we Carrying a camera around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, camera around. So um, when I came back to UK, I mean, I've even got shots from when I was in Oz and they came down when I wasn't doing anything with them. They were like coming down to do Arctic Boosh in Melbourne at the yeah. Hi-Fi and and they did, there was like a, I don't know if it, how it used to be, it was the birth of the Sydney Comedy Festival where they were trying to do what Melbourne did. It was these real early days. I don't know if they still do it. They um, do, I yeah. think. Well, we were, I think we were at the very first one, mm -hmm. um, which which was like completely different from Melbourne, the size of that. But I always had a camera. I would travel with a camera, print camera, print film camera then. It's like hilarious. Yeah. How I remember having a backpack with like, about 30 rolls of film at the bottom of my backpack. It's just fucking nuts. Why, you know, insane. Whoa. Like, thought Whoa. of doing that now is just nuts. So were you capturing um, stuff like on the, like not only on the set, but after yeah, hours BTS. as well when you guys were hanging around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging yeah, out. loads of that. Yeah, that, that's, that's where the gold is. I mean, there's stuff. Love that yeah. stuff. There's stuff. Um, it's like anything. You like all your favorite bands. You don't, you, you kind of, you like the shots of them seeing stuff 
of characters that you like or whatever, but it's all the stuff of them dicking about after. I mean, I've got literally got thousands and overlooked it for a while, but also you can imagine when I was, when we were actually on tour, there's shit that I kind of remember taking. There's shit that I, yeah. cause you're not, you imagine what it's like after a big couple of nights and I'm like, oh, my memory card's full and you just like throw the memory card in a thing or you throw in a film in something or, and you don't even get it processed. And then maybe you'll get it processed six months later and then you won't even look at the negs or the, or the digital files would just go somewhere. And it wasn't exactly the greatest of yeah. filing back then. But then, so now, now I'm going through stuff and I'm finding old videos. And I, I mean, if you go through my Insta feed, um, that Jimmy Lasergram, there's, there's, I've posted a load on there of just stuff that we backstage stuff that I, I'd even completely forgotten. It's so amazing to see. Uh, it's so amazing to see that kind of stuff. You just completely at, like, just kind of remember it. I mean, you know, it's like when you're in that zone with I mean, that second tour, especially we did like, I think we did a hundred gigs in, oh in my as, God, you know, dude, yeah. Yeah. It's just nuts. You don't even know what, where you are, what you're doing. What were the shows like in, um, in, in the States when you went there? Like, um, cause I Steve the, mentioned something about in the, in the States, in the States. Yeah. Cause Steve mentioned, m- mentioned something to us about, um, Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, so on that, we went out there to do that. Um, well, they said, you're going to just come out and do, you're going to do some DJ sets and you'll do, uh, some interviews about the DVD. But then when we got out there, the promoters had booked the Bowery ballroom. I mean, do you know that venue? <laughs> yeah. 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 And they're like, Been yeah, there, you yeah. got to do it. You're not DJing. You can DJ later on, but you've got to do it. And they'd like sold out the tickets and we're like, we haven't got a fucking show. And we had like three oh days. God. We had three days to put a show together. So we're running around like, cause we had no costumes, no props, no sound cues, nothing. So <laughs> it was like the worst freak out, like feel like you've been a bit exploited or lied to or whatever. And then, um, but ended up doing this show thinking uh, who, with, you know, the, the thing we found is like, if you're cult out there, cult out there is like, 10 times bigger than popular over here. So like yeah. we had a cult following and then we're turning up and there's fucking queues four blocks down the road. And yeah. there's like 300 people that haven't got tickets, but they're trying to get in and they, they see we're in the car and they're like rocking the car at the traffic lights. Oh my Just God. Fucking insane. And so that was so mental, that kind of realization of shit, man, they're massive with America love us. And, Mm. And then we went to, we went to LA cause I think we were over there to do the, we did the big comic con. We went down to San Diego. Um, yeah. and we did the big comic con, which is again, fucking nuts. Like, um, just, yeah, just mental. Um, and then, and then we did a lot, another gig there and then we went to LA, um, and we did the Roxy. Like we played again, we were like, we're play the fucking Roxy. We haven't got a show. It's like, we're just, you know, we got, we got a drama over of the guy who, um, his name's Dave Westlake. He used to be in a band called uh, the Sneaker Pimps. I don't know if you know them in the nineties. Oh, yeah, They're like yeah. a trip hop yeah, yeah, band. Yeah. Like um, he was the drummer for them, and he uh, was at uni with Julian. This is what I mean by everyone. Everyone's a friend or everyone's a mate. Um, he's an amazing drummer. Um, he came over to. And we were like, we're at the Roxy. We got to play some decent fucking songs. So we, uh, yeah, we ended up. We ended up playing a, a low because that's the, the second low show was like we'd do an hour or 45 of comedy and then we'd do 10 minutes on an encore 
we'd do like five tracks as a band. Oh, and the sick. big, the big monk, the big monkey head, which was part of the central part of the screen, would turn around and there'd be a drum kit on there with a load of amps and stuff. It was oh, really fucking awesome. So it cool. was like living the dream. Like that was the best <laughs> moment. We used to go off stage after the encore. Oh, sorry, after the finale. Blah blah blah. Curtains would close. We'd go and all dress as nanas, <laughs> wigs, grey wigs, and dresses and slippers. And then the curtains would open to Nana Geddon. I don't know if you've seen that episode. And we'd play that oh, would yeah. be the first trailer, like proper fucking fret and playing like heavy. And I'd do some mental vocals like up on this big, let's like, proper rock and roll dressed as Nana's. It was hilarious. Um, oh, amazing. But yeah, so, so we were doing that at the Roxy. And again, really stressed. We'd done a rehearsal and I was sat on the floor in the dressing room writing set lists because it was always me. I was the one who was fucking organising. Everyone else was like off in the... Rich was just like talking to the wall. Mike was asleep, stoned out his head. Noel and Julian <laughs> would just be like, you know, either arguing or doing distracted by something. And I'd be the one going, right, the props are here, right? So that you come off stage, you do that. That's a, I'm writing set lists for everyone. And then I hear like this voice that I kind of recognised doing crack fox impressions remember the crack fox episode he's like yeah yeah. and i looked up and there's fucking (laughs) robin robin williams is standing there in the door going i fucking love you guys oh they're crack fox and i'm just like what but i remember vividly at the time going fuck me it's mork it's fucking robin williams (laughs) yeah and going I'm really fucking stressed. Can you go away? Because Nala and Julia were like, then like, oh my God. I was like, we need to fucking concentrate. Have you seen how many people are out there? Yeah. So yeah, it was awesome. But they came back after, came backstage after and it was mad. He was with John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. Um, oh and, my God. Uh, like there was loads of people. Like Dave Grohl was in that night. Josh Holm was in that night. Um, oh my mental, God. Mental. Like so proper, cool. like pinch yourself nuts. But I was saying to Steve... Mm-hmm. that I was like starstruck. The most I've ever been starstruck with that sort of thing was we went to a after party um, to where the wild things are, you know, the, the, the Spike Jones film. It's Spike Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we went to the after party and uh, the Beastie Boys are there and we were way too, you know, when you're like way too drunk to meet your heroes and we've yeah. already been <laughs> on it for quite a session in the day and then it was like, fuck me, the Beastie Boys are there. And I was like a huge massive Beastie Boys fan, licensed yeah. girl scores, like even fucking VW around my neck, like a dick, you know, like properly in my break dancing days, I was just obsessed with hip hop and Beastie yeah. Boys were like brilliant. And, um, they're there suddenly. And I'm like, you know, when you <laughs> every single bit of information that you could relate to them, that would prove to them that, you know, what you're talking about, just vacates your brain <laughs> yes. and you're just standing there like a proper starstruck dick. But they Absolutely. were really lovely and they started saying to us, yeah, oh man, we love the bush. Yeah. Before we go on stage, we always do a mutant animal. And we're like going, what? It's like, yeah, we do like the body of a, the body of a wolf with the head of a bear. What are you going to be tonight? And they do these things. They go on stage and we were like, fuck off. The Beastie Boys are saying that they know the show so well that they do yeah. mutant animals from the show. And we were like, wow. And then. This is a quite a sad story in the end because they were like, when you come oh. to New York, you've got to hang out with us. And we're like, amazing. So I had Adam Yauk's number. And when we landed in New York on that press thing, I texted him and said, he's because they were like, you got to come to, you got to come to Beastie Boys HQ. You got to come and hang out, you know, because they've got like fucking basketball courses, skate parks. And so you got to come out and sit. And we were like, oh my God, 
heaven. <laughs> and my, I texted Adam and went, um, we've landed, we're around, we've got some things in a couple of days, but we've, we've got a couple of days off. And he's like, man, I hate to say this. He goes, we're going to have to cancel. I've just been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. And I've, I've got that text on my phone still and bless him. So that it was, yeah, just devastating. Um, I yeah. said, I replied and went, yeah, that's not good enough. We're still coming. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, really, really <laughs> fucking sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. um, but yeah, those sorts of, you know, mental, mental, mental. That is time. really, really crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you remember, do you remember having the horrors on set? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that Love cool? those guys. Yeah. Cause I, I've got a fucking hilarious picture. I try and find it while I'm talking to you. Cause uh, you remember in that episode, do you remember the doctor in the pencil? It's like a scene where Noel plays a doctor and there's a pencil. It's like a Jürgen Habermaster. who's the German art house oh, director yeah. played by Julian. He, yeah. um, he recalls a film he made called the doctor and the pencil. <laughs> Um, and so and I was the pencil again, like, you know, um, you probably do a little, do a little search for it, the doctor and the pencil, see if it comes up because it's just, yeah. it's one of my, again, up there with Nam bread for me as a character. Yeah. Um, but I was dressed as that pencil when the horrors were on set and I've got loads of shots of me with them. This is the pencil. And I was, oh, wow. I, was like, I, I remember when I was a member of the horrors and they all stood there looking like they look and then me in the middle was this pencil. It's so good. It's mon- Monday night there, right? Yeah, Monday, Monday night. night. Monday night. Monday, Monday night. night. I, I cleaned. I cleaned the house this afternoon with your new Hoover. Yeah, with my new Hoover. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. Dyson. It was. Yeah, I got the. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I got the. I got the Dyson on the couch as well, which is always good. Suck up. Suck a few farts out of the couch. <laughs> yeah, I got a you thing. Kind of need got... professional cleaners for that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. I liked. Um, what was the uh, name of that episode? The crumb. What was it the, oh, the crumbs in your rug? Crumbfields. Great. Oh, Crumbfields. <laughs> you write Crumbfields? Crumbfields? Yeah, I write Crumbfields. So good. And I also write yeah. um, carrot, carrot Ribbon. What was it? Rib- what was the- Carrot oh, yeah. Ribbons, yeah. Carrot, carrot ribbons. ribbons. Yeah, the latest Patreon episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a Patreon. I'm a Patreon. I joined, man. Oh, Davis signed saw. up to the Patreon, which is- Fucking which yeah. Quite, good on you. Quite stoked with, mate. And I, because I was like- I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I should contribute to this fucking content. And I wanted more. Basically, I spend a lot of time sat on my ass at this desk, either retouching or processing or designing. And especially mm. in the last couple of months, I just haven't fucking left it. So I just got podcasts on and music on all the time. So I've completely, when Steve mentioned you guys and I didn't, I'd never heard of you. Sorry. Cause it's just no one has here cause it should do. And I'm like trying to, I've been pushing it around. Cause I think it's fucking brilliant. Awesome. Um, oh, I completely pleasure. deep dived into it and I was like, I've gone, yeah, I've gone through all the episodes and went, yeah, I'm going to fucking be a patron. I need to, need to contribute to this material. Oh dude. There's something so really amazing about you guys just chatting. I love it. Plus you've got the best fucking theme tune in pod universe. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Eh? And then I went back to find, cause Steve sent me the link to the, in, to the chat show where you had them both on. Oh man. Mm. It's so fucking good. You're so funny, Thank man. You. you got, so you're both like so naturally comically brilliant. I love it. And then I went oh, into no, the fucking mate. show and yeah, no, it's so good. I, I love them. Um, I noticed you've kind of, you're, 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 are you favoring pelvis these days with that theme tune or now nah, pelvis just is on all the Patreons and Mark Sinatra is on all the manual ah, episodes. Is that how you, I haven't seen that split. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fucking amazing. Catchy smile. I think it's such a weird line. It's the fact amazing. that he came up that off his, cause I'm, 
I often walk, walking around on the dog walk going, catch you smile. It's such a weird yeah. thing, isn't it? Like it's, but it's brilliant. It's amazing. <laughs> it's almost, so um, bush like the catchy smile. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and the, the <laughs> other thing like- that I was going to say earlier that like bush do so well is like, any name that they create for a person, it's the first and last name, is just absolutely hilarious and brilliant. But it's just two normal names stitched together and it's yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah. A lot of work goes a lot of work goes into them as well. You feel a lot of people think it's throwaway, but it, it isn't. That's like Yeah, pond, like Tony pondered. Harrison or whatever. Is Tony Harrison. So funny. Yeah. yeah. He's a genius. I've got that yeah. mask. I've got the head. I've I went to a I went to a hat party as Tony Harrison a couple of years ago. Steve um, dressed up as Tony Harrison once at a dress-up party. <laughs> I mean, that's another thing. that, And the Australian fans are also brilliant. When Noel came down and did Luxury Comedy, he did a few stand-up tours um, post-Boosh and all, you know, the crowd are all dressed up. And the, and the one thing in America as well is like people really fucking go for it. And I've seen Tony Harrison's with magic carpets out of here, you know, like hold like properly, like superb Crazy. visuals, real commitment to it. Yeah, the fans are like nuts. I mean, I think that's one thing about like anything that's a little bit different. You know, we kind of used to get a lot of people that were on the on the kind of periphery of like kind of, you know, like loads of people that were either goths or they were they were into something, but they were like marginalized. They were at school, they were bullied or they were like seemed to not fit in. And then they got together through a love of the bush and then we had all these amazing communities and fan nights and stuff where they were like oh god and even people that were like struggling mentally like mental health issues or you know and going oh my god like bush was incredible for us because we met all these people and that's so so Mm. sweet but i think it's because you know slightly odd it's like some people fucking hate it man angers people and you just go you love that even more (laughs) yeah yeah well you don't want to make something that appeals to everyone because then it's just going to be fucking bland isn't it my favorite bits of Noel and julian especially with the radio show are when they're just lazily just chatting about shit and just it's so great like those early radio episodes like i think the mutants episode on radio check that out like when Noel and julian like in in uh, you know, when they sat in the van in the first series, just talking about, you know, what they're going to be playing as, as like on the trip. And, you know, those mm. dialogues, I think is like the magic of those two, something magic happens when those two are chatting to yeah. each other. And that's when you go back saying, do you ever think it was going to, what was going to go like that? You knew that the, the kind of, yeah, the career, the, the kind of like the juxtaposition of, of Howard and Vince and Noel and Julian, was always something you just went, this is an amazing double act. You could sit and listen yeah. to them all day. Just the way they riff yeah. off each other and that whole, you know, Julian being a, a serious jazz musician against someone yeah. who's just like every week's into something different. is so The best so odd couple. Yeah. And you're right. I, I think the best parts of the Mighty Boosh are, and even though it's dialogue and not, you know, improvised, I'm assuming, like it's, it's scripted, but obviously like, um, they're so brilliant at it. It's just the bits where the two characters are just talking. Yeah, it's they're the yeah. they're the they're just so funny and clever and um yeah, no one does it like them. No, yeah, and it's still there as well. It's still. Yeah. Are you? I, I was going to say, are you? Are you guys um like to get together? Are you able to get together? Um, well, we all see often. We're all, all in touch. I I all in touch, but it's just you know I live awesome. down on the south coast coast now, like south like in the Hastings. Don't know if you know that. Yeah. Ralph mm-hmm. from Brian. Um, 
Yep. And Julian lives in London. Noel lives in London. They weirdly like the neighbours. They see each other all the time. Oh, really? Uh, That's yeah, so they funny. wave each other out the window, like completely, like not. And Mike lives up north. Uh, Rich was in America, but he's recently moved back to West London to Richmond. So we all see each other independently, but we've never been in the same room. We got together for Noel's birthday party a couple of weeks ago. And that's the first time mm. we've all been in the same room for like 10 years, we think. How was that? Was that a fun night? It was like an afternoon. Noel was filming on the Monday, so it was a very low-key kind of uh, oh, yeah. like afternoon tea party rather than anything crazy because we're all yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. We're obviously old and fucked now and we can't. We have to drink <laughs> green tea and uh, meditate now um, yeah, and yeah. chase our kids around the house. But, yeah, no, it was fucking brilliant and so lovely. I mean, you know. I mean, you, you two are obviously close. The band are close. You know, when you've been through that stuff together, it's uh, mm. it's an unbreakable bond. You're like we are like brothers, like family. I'm totally. so glad to hear that because you know it is an unbreakable bond. But sometimes things fall apart and people sort of you know fall yeah. out too. So I'm really happy yeah. to hear that everyone's uh, close in that group. Well, you, you did get you know. I'm not going to lie. At the end of that 2008 tour. You're, you know, you're on a tour bus, you're doing that many gigs, you're in each other's pockets the whole time. Noel and Julian's relationship was a little bit frayed there. I think that Julian mm. had just had, Julian had just had kids and we got offered like a massive, off the back of that American trip, we got offered like a 50 city tour of America. Oh, and it was going to be huge because, um, Tony Bennett, talking back to the crooning thing, which is another hilarious, yeah. Tony Bennett's son, Danny <laughs> Bennett was representing us in America, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> So he got, he was like, he, you know, he got us this tour and was like, oh my God, this is it. This is going to, this is going to be, we can, you know, finally make a fuckload of money. And I mean, it, it was just, it just didn't happen through genius start. It was just something that couldn't happen. So it all got cancelled. That was like kind of like the end of it really. Um, right. But yeah, it was uh, that Tony Bennett thing. My dad, I've got a very, um, interesting relationship with my dad i'm the youngest of three my dad was an east end docker he's like proper old school london cockney when i like my brother left school and went to work in a print as my sister was like went to work in a bank and then i was like i want to go to art college and he was like what the fuck and it just couldn't compute he um never knew what i did never kind of like what what are you dressing up in a fucking monkey suit for you know like why don't you get a proper <laughs> fucking job you know all that kind of shit and then i met tony bennett and i got a, i actually got a crit i got a christmas card from tony bennett and i went to my dad and went christmas card from tony bennett and he was like the only first time he went fuck what what did you how did you, you know like then started showing an interest yeah. i was like you fickle motherfucker yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i see you yeah fucking hell yeah but no, we 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 are really close. Um, right, brilliant. and who knows? I, I we love Australia as well, and that's the, I think that is the that might be the conduit to do something. We've got so many friends in Melbourne. We've got such a love of Aussie things. We had so much fun when we when when we came down for that um, auto bush Melbourne thing. We stayed on the Ocean Road. Oh, um, why? Why? Oh. I remember That's right in a beautiful yeah. cabin, um, like yes. halfway up towards Adelaide. It was so, so beautiful. <laughs> we had such a fucking laugh there and, um, just great times in the hi-fi bar and like, you know, it's just nuts, man. It was yeah. just so special. And so I always think like we could definitely, cause you know, talking, sorry, I'm just getting about all over the fucking place, man. No, let's go. I'm going to shut up. We, we, um, <laughs> we went to America to record an album. So we, re we recorded a proper album where we made all those songs 
into mm. full length songs. We did loads more songs. We went, we, we recorded it at Electric Lady Studios in oh, New wow. York. It was yeah. like fucking insane. There's some pictures yeah. from that, I think, in the exhibition, but I can certainly send you some. Um, Great. And that's never been released for a like kind of dispute between American and English representatives. And it's never, but it's sat there. I've got it. And it's oh. fucking great. And some of the tracks are amazing. Oh. And um, oh that, ne- that needs to be released in some way. I always kind of sometimes go, maybe I'll just accidentally drop yeah, it, leak it online, leak yeah. it. Or, but I think off the back of something, everyone's like, well, why don't we do, you know, I mean, I kind of hint, why don't we go to Australia and do a fucking, do a set as a band with some business in between? Because we did that. We went to, um, oh, we went to Santa Monica Pier. We did Jack, um, Jack Black's uh, uh, festival. What's it called? Festival Supreme. Can't remember what it's called. But he does like a comedy music uh, thing on on Santa mm. Monica Pier. And we went and did that. And we just played music with a, cool? with a bit of yeah, absolutely, really amazing. Yeah, again, another big fan. You meet and you go, what the fuck? Just so yeah. happened to be. Just he's amazing. And we, you know, they um, they headlined it as. Uh, um, Help me out. What's the band called? Oh, uh, fucking, I've seen them. Um, God, it's too early. It was oh, the best song oh, in the God, world. Uh, Tenacious, called, Tenacious D. Tenacious thank you. <laughs> um, they were amazing. Yeah, so amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Um, and so that was huge. And so, you know, but there's a real joy of doing musical stuff. And the fact yeah. that we can all play and do stuff is quite impressive yeah. when you're, you suddenly, because that, that, and that curtain went back and we did Nanagetta and then we did, uh, did a shit on your mum, which always reminds me of sucking on your mum's titties. When I heard that, I was like, "That's that's very did a shit on your mum." Yeah, <laughs> and so she funny. rather liked it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Can I, I'm going to say this. All right, I've been in the music industry a little bit now. I've dabbled in the comedy, film, and television industry. If you guys release that album. I reckon you could headline Glastonbury one of the nights. Like seriously, it would be that like much of a comeback. Yeah, but I think everyone goes. Yeah, we need to launch it at the same time as something else, and we're going. Why can't that something else be the album? Yeah, it's yeah. But, um, oh, oh, people yeah. love they telling love you that you can't they do love shit. Else, yeah, yeah, I know. Now you wait. I, I, if can we meet up in Melbourne? Are you going to be around when I'm down there? Because well, I'm down there. I'm down there for a week on my own. I'm not. I'm family oh free, man. I'm, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, wait, we're. We're going to be fucking... in, on holiday, Jamie. Are you? Oh, fuck. Fuck. But, We're both so, in well, Europe. It's a terrible 16th, 16th timing. 16th to 20th. 16th to 20th. Yeah, exactly that time. We're both gone, but how's this? Ready for the, ready for a um, a pretty good consolation prize? You're coming to Sydney. We're, get, yeah. we're, going, we're coming to Sydney on the 4th of August to play a show. Are you? Yeah, that yes. night. Yeah. And Whereabouts? So can I we come? can come to your gallery and then we and then we could all go to the show. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that'd be fucking come. awesome. That'd be great. What night's that? Is yeah. that Friday night? Friday yeah. night. Friday yeah. night. All right, cool. I mean, I, I'm doing that um, balancing, haven't seen family in uh, yeah. five years. To <laughs> get, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll make it happen because I'd fucking love to come and see you guys. Yeah, I, uh, I really that, love I that new album, right. man. It'll be I think I, you. you're talking about headlining oh. Glastonbury. I think uh, Changes is an anthem, man. That's like, I could see oh. the whole, I could see the park stage going off to that. Thanks, right. dude. Fuck. You need to play. You got any right. um, record label contacts over there? Send it across. Wow, I, <laughs> I think it's only a matter of time. <laughs> um, it is classic, though, that you'll be in Melbourne for a week and we actually just 
Well, it's yeah. one of the only times we'll not be yeah. here, but um, we'll see you in Sydney. I'll dare you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to Italy, though. Amazing. I love Italy. I go there every year. I've just actually come back oh. from Naples. I was working in Naples for 10 days. It was amazing. Oh, li- um, I just realized before it sounded like me and Jamie going on holiday together. We absolutely are not. We're just going we on holiday at the same time. Um, <laughs> and, no, I've got um, that. I think I've got that from yeah. a previous thing that you're going to Italy and you're going... Where are you going? To Greece. But I'm Greece. spending two days in Naples and I've never been, so I, I would love any tips you got. Um, maybe we can fucking so send them through I, an email or something. I work, I work with these guys. I did this book as well. They're, they're, they're oh. called Pizza Pilgrims. They're a... Uh, Awesome. They're a um, beautiful. They've got a load of pizza, pizza restaurants in, but I shoot for them. So I did all the photography and I designed the book. And they've just done this big anniversary trip to Naples for ten days, and I just went over there and uh, just like record, just shot it, which was amazing because it was when the football team had just won the first league since Maradona was playing. So it literally oh, was fucking insane, like different madness. Wow. That place, it's an amazing wow. city. I love it. Okay, cool. It's, it's very, it's very, um, it's not like other Italian cities. It's very edgy. It's very um, rough, rough around the edges, but brilliant. The food everywhere you go is amazing to eat anything. It's, I can send you some, I can send you some tips. Because that, that would be really appreciated actually, if you could, um, if we could do that in that email chain, because yeah, um, yeah. definitely heading to Naples no for a few days. So I'd love some tips. Yeah, you'll you'll eat well. Shall we quickly just talk about the exhibition a bit more? Because um, yeah, our yeah, lovely friend Steve organised or well, put us in touch. I want to I want to give you guys a print from Journey to the Center of the Punk episode because I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in that episode that um, is very relevant to what you guys do. Oh, oh um, my god, that would be so awesome! I'll find a shot of Terminal Margaret or um, or something that is relevant to that. I oh absolutely my God, love that, dude. And that would be. Yeah. We'll we'll um we'll swap you. I'll bring up a couple of vinyls and t-shirts and stuff for you. Yeah, love some it. clothes and shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. And some mugs, Deal. some mugs as well. Oh yeah, we've got a love fungible a- token mug we can give you. Love a mug. Um. Uh-huh. All right. Let's talk about the exhibition. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> you're obviously it's a photography exhibition. You've got yeah thousands of photos over many many years how yeah i'm assuming it's a selection like what's the go so like i've done this um there's one there i just got that i might oh, have my yeah. studio oh, my studio is full amazing. of them yeah i think i did the sydney morning herald did a fucking double page spread man it's like nuts fucking so um, i've done so this exhibition i've done this exhibition before um like in london and around the uk but okay uh and i did it at proud galleries in london it's like really big and you know, it got some good traction, but I haven't done it for a while. And and with the amount that I've got, I could do 50 different ones, you know. And and when Steve asked me to do it, I was like, okay, well, let's just get like a bunch of the old favorites that people may or may not have seen from the book or from online or whatever. But I'm going to I'm gonna get a serious amount of new ones. And it's 20 years since we did the pilot of the show. We filmed that at Pinewood Studios. And I've got all these old print because I was shooting print cameras back then because I'm an mm. old fucker and they're all just beautiful kind of behind the scenes print shots, like like hundreds of black and white shots of us just dicking around and stuff. So I've got a, a, some of them included that haven't been seen before. I found a load of stuff that I hadn't ever, like it sounds so bad, but I found shots. I'm like, fuck me, I can't even remember taking that. And that's a really lovely shot. Um, so mm. there's, 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 there's a decent amount. 
of um, of new shots that no one's seen or not been exhibition not not been exhibited. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we're still editing it down. Um, I I've got a call with Steve tomorrow to try and make the final kind of selection of the final Mm. like kind of what's it going to be but i mean i'm quite keen to just i mean obviously it depends on the space and stuff but the two spaces look amazing they've been really they've been a really amazing in terms of like um supporting like getting the getting the shit together and getting the spaces together and getting the promo the pr agency been great i've done loads of interviews and getting to talk to you guys is like amazing um Mm. so yeah hopefully it'll be a it'll be there'll be a decent turnout and yeah. I'll get to meet some Bush fans. Yeah, you're doing like an artist talk and shit as well, aren't you? Yeah. I don't know what that is yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I think on the Saturdays. So the, the Sydney one's from the 2nd to the 6th, or you're saying 3rd to the 6th. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, the 3rd yeah. to the 6th, and I think the, is it the 5th would be the art uh, that me talking? I don't know in yep. what way. Saturday the 5th, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Have you been to, do you know, am I just going to, is it Q&A, do you think? I oh, know no, I'm asking the wrong person. <laughs> But yeah, you, I reckon it will be. I reckon there'll be a bit of It's forty-five minutes of stand-up, actually. <laughs> it's like New York all over again. You got to be running around trying to find games. I'll come to you guys yeah. with the gaffer tape. He's got a hoop and some uh, streamers backstage. And you got to do and a forty-five minutes. Cream yeah. soda, right? I'll do it. Yeah, yeah we'll be all right. Yeah. They're always the best gigs. Cream um, soda and, and then, some grapes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the Melbourne one is what's you've got the dates there. Mine says sixteenth yeah. to twentieth, but I think. Yeah, so 16 again is the preview and then 17th to 20th open to public and that's at North cool. Gallery. Uh, and Gertrude the stand-up shows on the 19th in Melbourne, Saturday the 19th. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're, playing, you're playing at the end of that, yeah? Nah, Sydney, we're playing we're playing the No, I'm joking. You're gonna, if you're going to oh, throw a stand-up okay. gig at me, I'm going to throw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was playing my kids um adam because i think it's fucking the most australian song i've ever heard and my yeah, wife yeah. was pissing herself oh, some snapper with some was pepper and lime. <laughs> you sound so aussie in that like early stuff but then the later stuff you're kind of a little bit like more uh i don't know more english i guess but more clashy are you what do you th- have you done that on purpose yeah. or is that I have done it on purpose. I think when we started the band, I was like enjoying sounding Australian. And then over the time it became grating yeah. to me again, which is not to diss anyone who sings an Australian accent, but for me, I just didn't want to sound like that anymore. So I kind of rounded it just sounds it like you've bit. just matured and developed as a band. It's great. Yeah. No, but it's I just, it's yeah. funny that early stuff. And also it's like, yeah, it's a funny thing with you guys. Cause that stuff, there's a lot of humor in that music and I love that. Um, and, and obviously you're so fucking funny on your, on your shows. It's like, your later that last album seems so mature and so, so honestly some fucking amazing tracks on there changes is oh, great faces is so a great much, dude. yeah it's really i mean oh, it's yeah. just funny seeing that kind of but then you go onto your mockumentary and you're like it, it, you're like it's so it's that cringeworthy kind of your your you know that not being taken seriously but then you are and then you come out with that album and you're like hang on a minute it's like a real juxtaposition of <laughs> yeah. these guys are fucking brilliant and they're just taking the piss out themselves and yeah well, it, oh, nice, it all um, started, we started the band as a joke, like just absolute piss take because we were in other bands that were serious and we're kind of sick of it. So we're just like, let's start a band yeah. for fun where it's just yeah. shit. And then we're playing around our friends' houses and just shows to no one in Sydney for a few years. And then we just started fucking around with making a mockumentary, big fans of The Office, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So like, there's a lot um, of Brent, there's a lot of Brent in, in, yeah. in your character, yeah. Jamie. And, there's a lot 
So when that started coming out, we were kind of like, all right, let's we can channel the crappy stuff through the actual fake band and start to write songs that we like a bit more and people will enjoy and people might start coming to our shows and then kind of just went side by side but sort of channeled things into different areas eventually. But it's, it's, it's often confused the, the industry a bit, I think, you know, like they haven't really brilliant. understood it. Yeah, it's, look, I mean, that's, it used to annoy us, but now we're just like, oh, well, if you can't. Well, it annoy us. Then, like the amount of comedy promoters that go, we can't get our head around that you're actually a band. What are you, a band or are you, yeah. com- you know, what are you? Everyone tries to yeah. put you in a little. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to go here, you've got to go there. Well, you can't be both. What are you, what are you doing? Um, yeah, 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 but that's brilliant. You've got to confuse. The confusers, it's good. I reckon. Yeah, it's nice, like, I think it's also more. If you're doing, if you're funny, and then you go, oh, actually, these guys can fucking play. I mean, that was one thing that we used to love: the impact, the power of doing a doing a comedy show, and then those curtains coming back, and then you're playing shows like you're playing songs from the show live, and they're mm. fucking kicking off. It's really, yeah. like, it's another level of fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. I think that's we really craved that, um, particularly in our in our earlier sort of live shows as well. But it, even bringing the show in was that like, yeah, that um, that feeling of surprise or shock or whatever is like yeah. a really good feeling to yeah know, to bring. But then it's also I think um, we used to play different songs as different characters, like completely different. So we're playing like electro, then we're playing punk, and then we're playing dub, and then we're playing you know so. It's, very different genres of music as different characters. Whereas you're playing yeah. one character, you've got to really stick to that as a lot, as a lot harder, a lot kind of more, yeah, like kind of a commitment to it. You're doing costume changes between songs? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You should get, <laughs> I'll, uh, I mean, I know it's such an old format, but I've got, I'll get some DVDs or get something off the, la- the last, I think you probably see it on, online. There must be some YouTube yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'll find it somewhere. 2008, I, I see- 2008 live, like, we used to do the hit show. We used to do Eels live, which was fucking oh, brilliant. Love doing that. Um, and then we used to do Nanageddon, where which was my yeah. fucking. I loved that. I used to climb up on top of this uh, massive gantry above the monkey head, and would be like, <laughs> it's like proper, like like proper screaming, <laughs> fucking rock blow my throat out every night um yeah and then we do uh what did we do i can't remember we fucking we did charlie no charlie was like proper thrash metal charlie yeah. charlie 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 like death from above type vibes um, <laughs> yeah you guys must be pretty good players like you must be bloody well, i know you've mentioned that julian julian's julian an amazing is. guitarist i can play a bit of guitar yeah. i used to play a lot of percussion and sing noel can sing um, and dave mm. was the drummer and we had a, a bass player called reg um he was like, again, friends of friends, played in a load of bands. Um, yeah. Reg. Sounds like a character. Then, then Reg was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Reg was a character. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, good times. Good times. We'll have to get that album. Brilliant. I'll bring, I'll, I'll play you a few of those tracks while you can. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's really, let's honestly hang out that Friday night. Yeah. It would be, if, if, yeah, let's make it work. We'll come to the gallery and then hopefully you're able to come to the show and we can, you know, I would have love a that. beer and have a good night. Yeah. We'll put a link in the description for more information, which is at behindthegallery.com.au also. Um, and it's free uh, admission. It's free admission. You yeah. can buy prints. I'm trying to keep it like nice and 
there should be shit that's affordable and you know i'm not one of those dicks that charges 50 grand for a print yeah um i like people <laughs> to have my stuff on their wall so yeah hopefully yeah, it's all great and yeah. why don't we i'd like to finish with this quote um from julian barrett um it, it's it's about dave and it says this it says dave is a lens with legs ever since i've known him He's had a camera strapped to his face, which is a shame because it hides his deeply erotic blue eyes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a terrible memory, so I can't remember many Bush moments. But that's why Dave is my saviour. If we are our memories, then without Dave Brown, I simply would not exist. That's amazing. <laughs> that's Pretty a beautiful quote. Absolutely that's beautiful. Love him. Love it. One of the great comedy actors, Julian Barrett. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. Yeah. Hey, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Um, I'm a I'm a proud member of the Patreon. I, uh, I I've seen it. You've dropped a, an episode this morning. I'm going to dive in now. Um, oh hell yeah, dude. Yeah, thank you. All right, we'll stay in touch. Shoot some emails across. Send you some things. And um, thanks for coming on the pod. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Look forward to meeting you in the flesh, Dave. Totally. I look forward to seeing your legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Funny, man. Take it easy. See ya. Right, see ya.